welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where our goal is to inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. Now, my name is Kat Lee, and today our guest is Lynn Cowell, and she's going to share what her morning routine looks like in her season of empty nesting and how her study of a few little-known women of the Bible helped her to walk in God's confidence and how you can, too. Let's jump right in today with our chat with Lynn Cowell. Lynn, thank you so much for being on the Hello Mornings podcast. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you, Kat. So tell me a little bit, before we dive into our chat today, tell me a little bit about you and your family. So me and my husband of over 30 years live in Charlotte, North Carolina with the occasional backyard deer. Um, we have three adult children who are um, all, none of them married, but off on their own doing their thing. And so we're just trying to figure out what this new stage of life looks like. So far, I'm loving it. So how far into that empty nesting journey are you? It's, it's fairly new. We have, um, our, our oldest, um, is 26 and, you know, he's completely on his own. Our middle is in grad school. So she's still, you know, a little bit dependent now and then. And then our youngest is a junior in college. So, you know, she's still coming home for the summers and the, um, and the breaks. And so, you know, we're in this place of life where it feels like we got to be really flexible because sometimes we're just doing our own thing. And then a month comes up where, we have to do our thing with the youngest child. And um, yeah, just learning a whole lot about about changing it up all the time. That's so interesting. My kids are 15, 13, and 10. So it's a very different season. And I'm sure there are people listening with kids who are younger. There's people listening who don't have kids. Um, and I just, I'm so curious to know, you've been through the season, you know, pre-kid and then young kid and then teenage kids and now empty nesting. Mm -hmm. What has your morning routine looked like during those different seasons? Well, when, um, when they were really tiny, my morning wasn't that great. It was more of a laying in bed and just saying, Jesus, help me just to get out of bed. Um, I, I really struggled. Um, and I so wish I had something um, like what you bring, Kat, to just help me. Because before I had children, I was that woman who got up and spent 30 minutes with Jesus before I went to work. And, um, and, I, and I was a businesswoman. And then I became a stay-at-home mom and I, I really struggled to reconcile what that looked like because I, I was exhausted all the time. Um, and so honestly, it was, um, you know, praying on the fly and um, getting what I needed when I went to church. Um, as my kids got a little bit older, I recognized um, that I wanted my kids to see what I saw in my mom, which was I would see her um, reading the Bible in the morning. And so um, I wasn't quite sure how to introduce that. So I started when my kids were in, in elementary school, we would um, read God's word together over breakfast. Um, I looked at it this way. They filled their bellies and I filled their hearts. And that was a good way um, for me to get my day started in the right direction and to show my kids um, how to get their day started in the right direction. And I don't know about you, but have you ever been reading a kid's book and thought to yourself, wow, this, this content really isn't just for these children. Oh yes. The Jesus storybook Bible. 
gets me every time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so last year I ended up writing a devotional for tween girls, um, for um, eight to 12 year olds. And as I was doing my research to write for that age group, I thought, you know, we're all really girls our entire life. And the things that a, a nine-year-old needs are the things that I'm, I'm still needing today. Um, so now, you know, that, um, you know, I don't have a child every morning, I find myself having to flex whenever, you know, the children come home. So my time in the morning, um, most mornings allows me to spend a little bit more time with him. But, but honestly, there's days like today where I traveled for business all weekend. And so I just laid in bed a little longer. And, um, and just kind of as I laid there, started my mind mentally starting the day with him. Mm-hmm. And then um, I eventually got up and, and, and read Head's Word for a little while, but I still find that um, it's important for me, really, from the moment I open my eyes to start, you know, speaking to the Lord so that my day heads in the right direction, even if it doesn't look the same day after day after day. Right. And you, I think that's so good, Lynn, because not only does it get our, our day started in the right direction, but it removes the tendency for us, or at least me, to compartmentalize that Bible study time. So if I just, if I was just a, you know, a little morning bunny and I just jumped out of, are there morning bunnies? It's like morning bird, early bird. I don't know what it is, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm gonna, I'm starting a new thing, a morning bunny. If I just jumped out of bed and did my exact Bible study that I wanted to do, then I might just check it off. But if I just wake up and I connect my heart to him, just like you're talking about, I think that's so huge because then there's more of a tendency for us after that Bible study time to continue that conversation with him instead of just checking it off. And and that's exactly what I told him this morning when I sat down and I started talking to him as I just said, I am so tired this morning that I feel like I am... I'm getting ready to do my Bible study because this is what I'm supposed to do. And I recognize that about my heart. And, you know, it's not like he doesn't already know, right? Right. So I was just like, you know, really my prayer right now, Lord, is just help Um, for the rest Mm -hmm. of this day. I I want you to be the first thing on my heart and on my mind, but I need you to help me to get to that place. That's so good. I love that because we often want to come to him having it all together. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I think he wants us to come to us, to come to him as we are and rely on him. I love that. So I'm curious when you talked about you in elementary school, you would start the morning, they would eat breakfast and you would read the Bible mm-hmm. to them. How did that transition as they hit junior high, <laughs> high school? Oh, that makes me laugh because, um, you know, as they got older, of course, teenagers want to stay in bed as long as they possibly can. And um, my husband and I, tried um, as our kids got older to, you know, let off more and more control and let them make more decisions and, um, and not, you know, hover over them. But it really was one thing um, uh, that I stuck to until they left home was that this is the way we, this is the way we do our day. And, you know, for some families, they have that supper hour. You know, I've heard a lot of families say, well, Monday night is family night. We could never get that down. And as wonderful as it sounds, it, it didn't work for us. But I could count on the morning. Um, and, mm-hmm. and what it meant was that the, the child in elementary school, she had to get up a little bit earlier and she would get up and come right down. And then it meant for the middle school and the high schooler that they all got ready for school. And then it, for them, it was the last thing. So, you know, it wasn't easy. 
Um, but I really hold on to that verse that, um, that says that God's word will not return void. And, you know, my kids are in the stage of life where they're making huge, monumental lifetime decisions. And sometimes those decisions don't always line up with God's word. And so that's what I go back to. That's my um, my confidence builder is that the word is there. It's in their heart. I know it's there because I was part of pouring it in. And I have mm-hmm. to trust God that he will bring it back to them. That's so good. I love your consistency through that whole process. Now, I know that not everyone listening, you know, I know not all of you have kids or have kids in, in these certain ages, but I think it's so important for us to hear how other people do things for different seasons in our life that might come along or for just recognizing how people transition or how people are faithful in certain areas of their day. And I think can, it really can inspire all of us. Now, Lynn, you've written a new book called Make Your Move, Finding Unshakable Confidence Despite Your Fears and Failures, or or actually a a Bible study specifically, so how appropriate you're here with us on Hello Mornings. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write Make Your Move. So I was finding in my life that some days when I would get up in the morning, I would feel good. I would feel confident like, yes, this day is going to be great. I know the direction I'm going, and this is going to be good. And then I would find myself on other days literally feeling like I had to scrape myself off the floor because I had experienced a disappointment or a rejection and overcoming that um, was very difficult. And honestly, Kat, I got tired of that roller coaster. And I also didn't believe that it was one that God wanted me to be on. And so I started on a personal level, just a search to find some mentors because that's what I needed. I needed some mentors from God's word who displayed and modeled confidence no matter what they had been through. Um, And I love God's, I love the fact that when God wrote his word, he made sure and put in there um, people who had all kinds of struggles. And and one of the most exciting things I found was I'd, I'd read the Bible through many times, but I don't know, has this ever happened to you? It's like when you're, you decided that you really want to buy a red accord. Suddenly you start seeing red accords everywhere. And that's what happened to me. I started reading God's word with these new eyes of looking for women who displayed confidence. And suddenly I found women I'd never heard of. Some of my best friends last year became the daughters of Zephlophahad and Shira and and just women really that I'd never seen, but had a lot to teach me. I love that. So how did you happen upon the daughters of Zeph? I've heard of them <laughs> and I know them. I cannot say them. Yeah, Zeph Lofahad. I just, in the book, I call them the daughters of Z. I figured that's easier, right? Nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found their book because I found their story because they're toward the, the beginning of the Bible in the book of Numbers. And um, the daughters of Z were five daughters who dad, whose father died in the middle of the wilderness when the Israelites were coming in to the promised land. And because of tradition, not because of what God had said, but because of tradition, these women were not going to get any land, even though way back in Genesis, God had promised the land to everyone. But because they didn't have any men, they didn't have a father, they didn't have brothers, Um, husbands or sons, they weren't going to get any land. And so these women overcame, in my mind, monumental things that say, you don't deserve it. Who are you to ask? I mean, who knows? Maybe even the women in their community saw them as troublemakers. 
And yet they had the confidence to go before Moses and say, give us our land. Um, and I find, I find that very encouraging because sometimes that's the message. Honestly, I feel like the world can give me, you don't deserve it. Who are you to ask? Um, you know, why are you being so bold? Isn't that a bit much? I love that. So what I, one thing that stuck out to me is that when you needed a mentor in this area, you went to the Bible. (laughs) Instead of necessarily, you know, because when you were saying, when you're actually saying that specific sentence, you said, so I was looking for a mentor. And in my mind, I was thinking you went and called somebody or, you know, put a thing up on Facebook saying, hey, I'd like somebody to mentor me in this area. But I love that you went straight to scripture. So you mentioned a couple of the mentors that you found. You found. Who are the other ones? Um, well, so there's one that I don't talk to about her in the um, in the book, but I talk about her in the accompanying video um, teaching that I did um, that you can use like for small groups. And her name is Shira. And the thing I love about Shira was that she was born into a family that had experienced tragedy. Before she was born, two of her brothers were murdered. And, um, and so when she came into the world, her family were herders. And, and so it, there's only one verse that tells us about her, but it says that Shira became an architect. She ended up building three cities. And so in my brain, I'm like, okay, so how does a woman go from agriculture to architecture? You know, what possesses a woman to do that? And what I think possessed her was love, that that her family had experienced this tragedy, most likely because they lived in tents. Someone had come in and murdered her brothers because they were vulnerable. And so she did what she had to do, and maybe in her mind, and she built a city with walls, and that would protect her family. And I want to be that kind of gutsy, brave, difference maker, game changer woman who goes beyond what's comfortable. I mean, she would have had to go outside her tribe or something to figure out how to build a city. And that's the kind of woman I want to be, a kind of woman that I don't let fear. Well, I I don't know anything about that. You know, I don't want to go there. What if I fail? I don't want that to hold me back from doing something that can make the life of those I love better and that can help me fulfill my potential that God's poured into me. So you are a, I'm gathering, a fiery person, a passionate person. If you met me, you wouldn't think that. (laughs) (laughs) but go ahead. (laughs) So the person listening, she's like, okay, well, well, Lynn is kind of on fire and she's super inspired by these people, but it sort of intimidates me. Mm. So where do I go? Where do, where do I begin in this journey of finding unshakable confidence when I don't necessarily have that passion or purpose to move towards, you know, like Shira's story, she had a, she had that purpose to go for and to step out and be brave because of that. Or the daughters of Z, they, you know, were going to lose all their land. What do you say the woman who doesn't necessarily know what that purpose is, and she doesn't necessarily feel that far, but she wants to move to unshakable confidence? So several of the women that, that I um, got to know, they found that confidence because they had a problem. You know, the daughters of Z had a problem. They had no land. Rahab had a problem. She was in a job she probably didn't like very much. Abigail had a problem. David was coming in and he was going to liberate her entire estate. But later on, I meet um, 
the sisters of Mary and Martha, and they didn't really have a problem. But what Mary had was love. She loved Jesus and she was trying to figure out what was the way that she could best demonstrate this love to him. And that compelled her to do something that would have been completely uncomfortable to go in and wash his feet and then wipe them with her hair. And so I think that we all have different reasons to want to be confident. It doesn't necessarily have to be to overcome a problem, but it might be a completely different reason. For me in my life, I needed confidence because I felt like I wasn't really making much of a difference in in my in my world and and I want that I want that to be my legacy. That when I leave this planet that I made a difference with the people who knew me. So I think for each one of us our reason for needing confidence might be different. But honestly, I think it's something that we all really need, and maybe we just don't even know that we need it. That's absolutely true. So after studying these women, how has it impacted you? How has it changed you? Well, I tell you what, I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you in your life, but whenever you start, um, it seems like whenever I start learning something new, then God's like, okay, now you get to try it out. Um, Mm. so for the past year in my life within my work, it seems like I'm constantly confronted with, um, being asked to do things that in the past I would have just said no, because I'm scared. Um, I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want people to know that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I don't, (laughs) I don't. (laughs) And, and honestly, that's right where God wants me because, if that's not where I was, then I would build my confidence on me. You know, oh yeah, I, I've got the knowledge to do that. I've got the strength to do that. I've got the fortitude to do that. But I honestly, I don't. And so it's put me in a place where almost every morning um, over the last year or so, I've gotten up and I'm just like, okay, Holy Spirit, I don't have what it takes to do what you're asking me to do today. So let's do this thing together. Mm. You know, and it it sounds like it's your own story of these women's stories because they all got to a place where they couldn't do the next thing and they needed him. And so, you know, it sounds almost like a transfer of confidence from, okay, in the past, everything's gone fine. And so my confidence has been in myself, but now I'm about to lose all my land or my family is being killed or I have to go do this very scary thing. And so I'm having to maybe make the decision to transfer my confidence from me to him. Yeah. And, and honestly, culture tells us to build our confidence on someone like our family, our kids, our husband, or on something like our education, our success, or some place like the home we're building for our family. But honestly, Kat, those are all things that we can lose or have taken from us. Everything can mm-hmm. change tomorrow. But the only thing that we can't lose or have taken from us is is Christ. And so when we build our confidence on him, it's the one thing that we can absolutely count on. Mm -hmm. Which removes so much of the fear that we have. If our confidence is built on all those things that you mentioned, then we can become so fearful and hold so tightly to those things. But when our confidence is in him, we're like, okay, I trust you, God, whatever you have for me, no matter if it looks like what I want it to look like or not, wherever you may take me, when our confidence is in him, it's just truly, truly restful. 
I love that. And you know, you know, when we're talking about mornings, for me, this is an this is almost like a reset that I have to do every morning mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. spend so much of our lifetime having these other messages sent to us, you know, about what success looks like and what it takes to get anywhere that it's almost like every morning, I feel like I have to reset that confidence on Christ and to remind my heart, okay, this is truth. And, and you know, the truth, and now you have to live that truth out, but it's not something, I mean, I've written a book on it. I've been speaking on it for a year, but it's something I have to keep speaking over and over and over to myself every morning. How do you do that? Like I said, I it, I know it doesn't sound hyper spiritual, but when my eyes open, I as soon as my eyes open, I start dialoguing with the Lord. Um, and it might be just thank you that I opened my eyes today. You know, there are people mm-hmm. all over the world that won't open their eyes today. And you know, my routine, um, my husband's colorblind, and so what that means is every morning I get up and pick out his clothes. I pick out his clothes, I iron his clothes, and I get him ready to leave because we don't know what he would wear if, um, <laughs> if I didn't help him. And so after I roll out of bed, I roll out of the bed and I roll into the closet and I start ironing his clothes, picking out his clothes, and I just start dialoguing with Jesus. And there isn't anything, like I said, nothing hyper-spiritual about it. Um, I just start my day talking to him about what the day holds, praying for the I love that I'm ironing his clothes and um, just really asking the Lord to set my trajectory in the place that he wants me to go for that day. You know, you you mentioned several times that you said it's not super spiritual, but it's relational. And I think that's ultimately mm-hmm. what God wants it to be, to be relational. So whenever you start diving into scripture, what are, do you just always do a Bible study? Are you, um, do you have a certain method for reading through different books of the Bible? What's kind of your, your typical Bible study time look like? Well, I like to change it up, Kat, because here's what happens. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever done strength finders, but my number one strength is responsibility. And so what that means is I easily get caught up in like patterns that will, um, they can get absolutely boring to tell you the truth. And so um, I change it up. So one thing I use very often is I'm a part of a ministry called Proverbs 31 Ministries. And we have an app called First Five. And Mm -hmm. it's it's an app that helps you begin your first five minutes of the day in God's word. Um, So I use that a lot. Um, But then sometimes I will hear about a Bible study that's been written. And so I might stop first five for a while and um, go through, you know, a Bible study. Um, And then on on times when I feel like God might have me write something, um, then I I just start looking up like in the back of a concordance or on Google whatever that topic is. Like right now, my, my hot topic is, is the father heart of God. I want to learn more about God from the aspect of being my father. And so I'll start doing more like my Bible study looks more like a research. Well, it it can look different depending on what day of the week it is. (laughs) Yeah. So for the women listening who might think, okay, well, I don't know if I'm ready for, for research. Um, There's the first five thing. How, how can I um, really be consistent with my morning time without feeling 
you know, overwhelmed by, okay, I need to read through the book of Leviticus or, you know, a Bible study that's going to take an hour every morning. Um, how can I make it a priority? Well, the cool thing about the first five app is that it has an alarm clock feature. And so you can literally set your phone for that app to wake you up. Um, and so I know, you know, women who, they read their first five while they're laying in bed before they roll out because it's right there on their phone. And I think habit is a really good thing. Um, developing habit that, you know, this is what I do. And, you know, five minutes is, is not a huge commitment. Absolutely. You know, when you were talking earlier about the the red accord, I, I can be a little nerdy, so I'm going to say that up front. It's actually a thing uh, in our brain called the reticular activating system. Mm. And it's kind of like a, a bouncer for our brain because just our, our body in general at any given point in time just takes in all this information, you know, the way that our clothes feel or the sounds that we hear in the background and the sounds that we hear in the fore, foreground or, you know, how our eyes feel or our, our, how our mouth feels or whatever. And so the reticular activating system is kind of the one in charge of filtering out what is important to pay attention to and what is not important to pay attention to. And so, you know, if you're shopping for a red accord, it's kind of the the clue to your brain, the little bouncer guy in your brain. Okay, this is important. So the bouncer guy is like, okay, the red accord is important. I will look for the red accord. And so um, I think when we can start, that's that's how the reticular activating system sounds. Um, that's, that's the voice that it makes. Um, you know, when we start our day with the Lord, like you said, just getting out and praying or getting up and um, reading through scripture, we're kind of, you know, in a sense, telling that portion of our brain, okay, this is the thing that's important. Mm-hmm. And then it sets the tone for the rest of the day so that as we go throughout the day, we can be like, oh, I remember reading about, you know, God's faithfulness this morning where I was praying about this today. And it just kind of sets the tone for our our brain of what to look for and how to, I guess, how to frame the day and and what's important throughout the day. And so um, anyway, I just thought I'd give you that that little. That is so great. That is really. Yeah. I just think it's kind of interesting. I love how God made us Um, and, and just and as I learn more about psychology, not that I know a ton. I just read articles or whatever. But I just love seeing how he made us and how that weaves together with our relationship with him and our purpose in him and the world. And so um, I just love your your heart for scripture and for Bible study and for helping women build their confidence in him so that they can then go throughout their day focused on him and seeing his goodness throughout the day. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit more about where we can find you online and where we can get a copy of Make Your Move. Um, so you can find me at lynncowell.com. Um, it's L-Y-N-N-C-O-W-E-L-L. Um, and one of the things that that might be appealing um, is there's a tab on there called freebies. And one of the freebies I have is called Five Days to Unshakable Confidence. And it's just five days of short devotionals um, that you can use to maybe just, you know, see if this is a direction that you might be interested in going. Um, but also on my website, I have their, um, the books I've written for women and um, for tweens and teens and all kinds of resources. Excellent. Okay. So those of you listening, here's my triple dog dare. If you do not know what you're doing for your time with Jesus tomorrow, now you know. You can go and get that five-day um, devotional series and just get started. If you're 
you're like, okay, this sounds like a good idea, but I don't know where to start. You can start there. Mm-hmm. So head to her site and check that out. And Lynn, okay, I have a few more kind of quick fire questions for you. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite morning drink? Oh, so right now I'm doing, uh, they call it bulletproof coffee. So it's coffee blended with um, coconut oil. Okay, I've heard of that. How does it taste? Awesome. It tastes like like something that would have a bazillion calories in it. Um, well, it does have some, but <laughs> but it's supposed to be good for you. <laughs> okay, and your favorite morning breakfast? Um, so we make oatmeal, and then we put in oatmeal blueberries, almond butter, and a tablespoon of flaxseed. Oh, fresh yeah. blueberries or frozen blueberries? Fresh. Or, you know, different. Okay. Uh, you're, do you have a, a morning song, like a favorite worship song or whatever that you listen to in the morning? doesn't have to be a worship song, but. I don't. Uh, isn't that terrible? Don't. But no, no. sometimes, sometimes, I, you know, while I'm ironing, I'll turn on my, um, my daughter made a Spotify worship list that I love hers. Um, but, oh yes. Okay. So I lied. There is a, um, <laughs> there's a song on her worship playlist called Reckless Love. Um, oh and- Yeah. Oh my goodness, that it, it wrecks your heart in the best way. So good, reckless love. Okay, um, I, I will throw out a little shout out my my son. He's ten, and I figured out how to do this thing on an iPhone. So we have an old iPhone, and if you turn on guided access in like the um, in the I don't know what you call it, the accessibility section. Uh-huh. What it does is it allows you to triple click the home button and then only that one app will work. You can't access the rest of the phone without using a password. Wow. So I set yeah. up the music thing so that he could have the iPhone in his room without being tempted to you know, play anything else. Yeah. And um, so there's this song by a girl named JJ Heller mm-hmm. and it's a song called You Keep Your Promises. Mm. The boy listens to that. He there's several other great songs on this sleep playlist. That is the only one he will listen to, and he has it on repeat. So somewhere in the recess of his brain, he has this entire song perfectly memorized because he listens to it 24-7. But if you guys need a good morning song, especially I think on the topic of confidence, mm. um, it's just this song about how, you know, just a reminder that that he keeps his promises. Uh, so I just thought I'd throw that that out there. That was free. Okay. What is your favorite planning or workout tool app thing? If you have one. I don't know. I don't think it's my favorite, but it's working. Um, so my husband actually really helps me in this, in this department. And you know what, Kat, what my goal is, you know, it would be great to have a great body, but honestly, I just want to be a rocking grandma who can go hiking someday with her grandkids. Mm -hmm. Um, because both of my grandparents um, were not fit people. They were both, they were all immobile by the time I was born. So that's my goal mm-hmm. is I want to be a fit grandma someday. So anyways, my, my husband and I use um, Beachbody on demand, nothing beautiful. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that, but it works. It works for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and in Hello Mornings, the, the kind of phrase that we use when we talk about health and fitness, because there is so much kind of baggage around that concept and whatever. It's just that we want to have the energy to do the things that God has called us to with excellence and joy. And and that's to us what fitness is about. So it sounds like exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. You want to have the energy to be a grandmother with excellence and joy to the best of your ability. And so Beachbody On Demand, is, it, is that, that's like a, 
um, an online thing as opposed to, cause they sell DVDs too, right? Right. But yeah, we just do this. We, you can stream it and it's, it's cheap and it, you know, cheap by the time you break it out and it right. provides a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Awesome. And is it all stuff that you can do at home or do you need weights? I mean, obviously at home, but do you need weights or is it all body weight stuff or? Um, it's some programs need weights and some are, are only body weight. So there's so many programs you can just find one that has, you know, what you do or don't have. Okay. Awesome. I love getting little tips and ideas of what other people like, what's used for them, because I think we all can use those little bits of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Lynn, thank you so much for being with us today on the Hello Mornings podcast. I really appreciate it. And um, everybody go check out lynncowell.com and check out her book, Make Your Move. Lynn, I uh, hope you have fun watching your occasional deer. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm guessing your husband's not a hunter. He is not. And we live, you know, in in the middle of a, 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 you know, a neighborhood and we have a whole herd of deer that live in our front yard. (laughs) Oh, that's so fascinating. Do you just sit there and watch them? Yes, I do. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, I hope you get to see some today. Lynn, thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Y'all, I just love hearing from women in different seasons of life and hearing about their morning routines and what God is teaching them. And I really hope you enjoyed learning from Lynn today as much as I did. Now, don't forget that the links to everything that we talked about in this episode are in the podcast show notes over at hellamornings.org forward slash podcast. You can just click on episode 19 with Lynn Cowell. And also... We're going to be hosting our first live workshop all about building your morning move time routine with last week's special podcast guest, Charity Stevens. And if you want to learn more about that, you can just go to hellomornings.org forward slash move. Okay, that's it for today's episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. And I hope you'll join us next time here on the Hello Mornings podcast. This time for you I bow before the throne Of a noble king And in this place My heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with his grace His grace and sweet This song is called God Day by Jen Stanbro. You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon, or jenstanbro.com.